You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Hello and welcome to the JCN Clinic Podcast Show. I'm Jessica. And I'm Emma. We are minus Carissa today. We keep chopping and changing on you. Um, But that's all right. Mm -hmm. You guys can handle it. Just keep it interesting. Yeah, that's right. And we have a really exciting, should we say exciting? Kind of exciting. (laughs) Kind of. of. (laughs) Topic today that will be diving into more than um, just for this episode. It's going to open, I would like to think, a bit of a can of worms mm. as far as, um, yeah, what what's sort of coming out even in the media, mm-hmm. mainstream media at the moment. Um, but I guess as far as the topic itself, I know on your notes you called it breast implant awareness, mm. but um, today's going to be more about M sharing a lot. I'm going to be doing more listening and answering um Asking questions, if I can speak. It's been a bit. It's big been week. a yeah, exactly. Because you're back in the you're back in the. I'm clinic. back. I'm actually physically here. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling a little bit um, nasally, so you guys can probably mm. pick that up. But, Em, do you want to explain a little bit about just the topic itself that we're going to be mm. covering today, and then we'll just start to break it down from mm-hmm. there. So I think that I want to preface this with. This is my story, and I think it's not an easy story. It's not so so easy to share for me, but mm. I do want to share it because I do believe that we have a platform to reach other women, and I think awareness is so key. And this is one of these things where it will open a can of worms, and hopefully it will get women thinking and, mm-hmm. and bringing awareness to their own bodies if they've got breast implants or if they're trying, if they're thinking about getting them. So the topic is it's breast implant awareness so within that we're going to go through my story and there has been um, a bit on in the media about I guess two subsections of that topic of breast implants and that's one of them is breast implant associated um, anaplastic large cell lymphoma which is um, a type of cancer that has been associated with breast implants so we're going to go through that today and we're also going to go through breast implant illness and what that is and how accepted it is. Not that that matters mm. too much, but I think that's also the other side of the coin here. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to, yeah, we want to share share and bring awareness to the topic because it needs it. Needs it. And mm-hmm. this is, I, I think that this is one of those <laughs> times where I say, mark my words, this is going to be <laughs> in the media and it's going to be more and more prominent over the next few years, yeah. like five years. You know, mm-hmm. it's really, really where the wave is just breaking, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, yeah, there's more and more people of, you know, even celebrities or people, you know, Insta-famous people, like people coming out and sharing their story and I think that's great because it just shows, it brings awareness. Mm. And yeah, like you're saying, it is it is now filtrating into mainstream media. And mm. I know when 
I was saying to you the other day, I even brought it up with Damien and he mm. was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been reading about this and this. And I think, yep. you know, it's it's good that it's coming through, but it's just sort of the tip of the iceberg mm. and we're about to see a lot more mm-hmm. and probably because of the way that the waves of society have gone with the initial, like, discovery of, of implants or the mm-hmm. frequency of, mm. of implants, I should say, and mm. the acceptability and now where we're at as far as X amount of time later. Mm, absolutely. Mm. And I think the other thing is it makes it hard when there are a lot of medical professionals who don't think that there are any issues mm-hmm. at all. Um, and we'll go through this a little bit in more detail a bit later, but that's huge. And there is a camp of absolute mm-hmm. non-believers and mm-hmm. there is a camp of believers within yeah. the medical industry, um, both within the plastic surgery industry, you know, yeah. and, and outside. And I've had my own experiences with these people. And I tell you what, it's, it's hard being your own advocate. You have to though. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I guess the other thing that I want to really, really bring up today is that you know your body better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that there's something going on, there more than likely is something going on that needs to be looked at. And sometimes you have to fight mm-hmm. for that to be investigated, mm-hmm. despite eye-rolling medical professionals telling you that it's all in your head. And I think, oh, this makes my blood boil. <sighs> but it's such a, it is such an important topic. And being your own health advocate, that's the one thing I've learned, you know, yeah. being in the health industry and seeing day after day after day women especially coming in and being fobbed off. You know, yeah. we see it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, you're all fine. You're fine. You're fine. But mm-hmm. they're not fine, mm-hmm. and it's just because no one's done the digging to see, okay, what is actually going on with this person. And it's like that times a hundred mm-hmm. when it when it comes to breast implants sure. and any symptoms that may be resulting from having them in. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to start by sharing your story? Yeah, I'm sure it's a little bit like, oh, here we go. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've um, shared it to a few people. I haven't mainly to family and friends and yeah. you know members of the, my gym and things like that. It, to be honest, like my story, I've had breast implants in for nine years. It's actually coming up nine years to the day. Oh no, it's just past nine years, 29th of November. Oh no, sorry, it's coming up. Oh, it's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Um, we can have a little birthday so celebration. It's literally nine years since <laughs> I got them in, um, and I got them in when I was twenty years old. And I think for the majority of those years that I've had them in, um, I will go back to a while I got them in in a sec. But the majority of those years, they've been fine. Mm-hmm. Like in kind of inverted commas, like they've mm-hmm. been fine in terms of I haven't really associated anything, any symptoms with them at all. It really like this whole awareness and acknowledgement and surrender of having them in and, and looking at any kind of symptoms that are associated really only started a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So it only started when you left, mm-hmm. like you weren't even here when all this kind of no. started to unfold. And for me, I guess the, I always felt that they were fine. You know, I, anyone who knows me or has seen me is like, do you even have breast implants? Like no one even knows Mm -hmm. that I have them because they're honestly not big at all. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly the way I wanted them when I got them. Um, But it all kind of started when I, so my stepsister was diagnosed with breast cancer earlier this year and she's only 26. So I guess in my mind I had a, it was at the forefront of my mind to, you know, check my breast, make sure that there's no, you know, lumps. And I did find a lump. And this is only a couple of months or not even after she was diagnosed. So I guess I was like, oh, probably should get that checked. It's all, you know, it's around me at the moment, all about breast, you know, breast cancer. 
So didn't even think anything about my implants. I was just like, look, I've got a lump. Went to my GP and she's like, yep, you do have a lump. Let's get that investigated. So she was really good and she just didn't even question it. She just referred me straight on for an ultrasound. I had an ultrasound and there was a few red flags that came up in this ultrasound kind of experience that I, they were kind of turning points now that I think yeah. back. I'm like, oh my God. Like, so I went in and I had an ultrasound and the ultrasound lady who was doing my ultrasound was like, look, she couldn't reveal much because she's not the one that actually looks at the results, but she was kind of like, it looks okay to me. Your breast tissue is like, is absolutely fine. It's your implant that's coming up as like the lumpy bit. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, oh, do you have, do you have teardrop, um, teardrop shaped implants? And I said, no, mm-hmm. I have round implants. <laughs> she goes, oh, okay then. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, that's a red flag. Firstly, I was like, why would my implant look like a Mm -hmm. teardrop shaped implant when it's not? Then I just sat out and waited. And then the the lady who actually, I'm not going to mention who it is or what clinic it is or anything like that, but the lady who actually owned the clinic, um, she's very experienced and she came and saw me afterwards just to kind of counsel me on, on the findings. And she said, look, there is, there is, um, a bit of fluid around your left breast implant. And it can be quite normal for the, for some fluid to develop um, around that. Your, and she goes, what, what breast was bigger when you had them put in? And I said, neither. They were both mosquito bites. <laughs> they were literally, I, I have very, very little breast tissue. And I said, like, I can tell you now, neither one was bigger. Mm-hmm. They were both exactly the same. And it's really common to have one bigger than the other. Mm-hmm. But I said, mine were not they were not, they were symmetrical. Um, <laughs> and she goes, oh, okay, well, your left is definitely bigger now. Mm. And I said, oh, okay. Um, and she said, yeah, so there's some fluid around. There's also some debris, um, which I have no idea what debris, well, I had no idea what debris meant. I was like, what, what are you talking about? And, she, and you know, being with someone, the way that she was, it was very almost condescending. Like mm-hmm. her bedside manner was just that's just the way that she is and she she was quite intimidating to be around to be honest Mm. she was the owner of the practice she's you know yeah just not she knows a lot she's been in the industry for a long time and so she was just kind of like boom 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 this is what it's about told me that I was I was actually um feeling for lumps incorrectly on my breasts and I was like don't do that um so I was kind of like okay anyway so she yeah she said you've got some um debris and some fluid around your left implant and she kind of um, did a drawing on a piece of paper and drew what my breast would look like, what the implant would look like, and then discussed the capsule around the implant, which is the body's own um, defense mechanism. It's an immune response. So this happens with every implant um, to varying degrees. And so the body builds up a capsule around it that's full of different tissue and, you know, it can calcify and different things like that. And so she said, that's the capsule, but there's some there's some fluid around it and basically she goes you are at risk of developing this breast implant associated lymphoma she said it to me straight like that and Mm. I'm like whoa okay that's heavy news for a Thursday morning (laughs) um and she said look I don't even really know what implants you have and at that stage I knew that I had textured implants which Mm. are associated with this um, lymphoma but I didn't know what I didn't know what brand I didn't know what uh, I knew the size, but I didn't know what type. There's Now I know there's different types. Mm-hmm. And she was like, look, we don't really know a lot about you. I don't know mm-hmm. your medical history or anything like that, but I know that if you have, uh, you know, if you have textured implants, you are at risk of this. She said, over the next six months, what we're going to do is just wait and see. 
So if your if this swelling or anything changes, um, also my lymph node came up. My lymph nodes on my left side came up as enlarged and inflamed. And she said, if anything changes, please come back straight away. She said, if it is lymphoma, what you'll notice is a very, very quick swelling of the left breast, like almost double in size. So, you know, it will be quite obvious to you. Um, and I did mention to her, I said, well, my husband and I, you know, what about conceiving a child? Because that is on the cards over the next year or two for us. And I said, what if I did develop it during pregnancy? Like that was one of my big concerns. And she said, oh, Oh, and she kind of just stopped and said, I probably wouldn't conceive over the next six months. And for me, that was just like the biggest mm. red flag ever because I thought, what, what, you know, it was like I was in a dream. I was like, mm. what are you talking about? Mm. Like, why would you say that? And then she kind of backed up and was like, oh, well, you know, if you get pregnant, you get pregnant and, you know, we'll just have to monitor even more closely. And I just thought, I left there thinking, my head was swimming, thinking, what the hell mm. was that about? And I just, there were so many red flags. I left just thinking I was a sitting duck. Mm, and mm. if there's anything that I've learned, we practice preventative, mm -hmm. not medicine, but preventative health. You know, we are all about um, preventing disease and mm -hmm. preventing chronic disease. And I thought to myself, there is no way I'm going to be sitting here and playing, just being a sitting duck mm. until I get cancer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's the bottom line. Yeah, come back um, when I, you're sick. Yeah. That's yeah. so common. And we mm -hmm. were talking about this the other day, right? Like mm -hmm. we see it so much, like with even just blood results or, you know, oh yeah, you're on the, you're on the way to developing an autoimmune disease, but mm -hmm. you know, don't come back and we'll, we'll keep measuring until it becomes an autoimmune mm -hmm. disease or becomes a something. And then we can treat it with drugs mm -hmm. or we can treat it by taking an organ out or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And it's just like, in my mind, it's just so wrong, mm -hmm. so wrong. And so I remember just, I called my mum on the way home and I said, mum, I said, don't freak out, this is what's happened. And I told her everything and she was just obviously dealing with my stepsister, having, going through chemo with breast cancer at the moment. She was like, oh my God, we're going to have another person, another one of our daughters get cancer. And I said, just don't freak out. And I said, look, the bottom line is I've got to get him out. Mm. That's the bottom line here. Mm -hmm. This is without even thinking about the whole breast implant illness and mm. any other associated mm. symptoms. This is purely from a breast well, not How even much a cancer. Was that even on your radar at that point, as far as like the breast implant illness? Yeah, associated conditions. Like, did you have any idea was, about that? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on my radar. Yeah, but I had deliberately turned a blind eye yeah, right. to it, yeah. and I think that so many women are doing the same thing. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. like they've heard about it in the media, and they're mm. like, "Oh yeah, you know, that's there's 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 this thing that we know about, but it's that's not me." Yeah, and they just don't admit it or don't even open their minds up to the possibility that it could be mm. causing some symptoms mm -hmm. because it's a really sensitive topic, right? It's mm -hmm. boobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, as a society, like we deem having breasts as being womanly mm -hmm. and being feminine and being sexy mm -hmm. and, you know, all of those things. And if you don't have them, then you're somehow less, mm -hmm. less womanly mm -hmm. and you're more, yeah, you're more masculine and yeah. all of these things that, really mean nothing mm -hmm. but only have meaning associated to them because of what society thinks and, yeah. and then really getting into it what you think about yeah, yourself so that's the, that's the bottom line here but yeah so I, I said to mum I've got to get them out that's the bottom mm -hmm. line here I'm not I'm not falling pregnant I'm not even going there until my health is good and mm -hmm. yeah so I, I got to get them out so from that point like it only took that 
one day, I woke up that day not thinking anything about it to the end of the day I was like, I'm getting them out. And I remember Brandon coming home and I said, this is what's happened. I'm getting my breast implants out. <laughs> and he goes, hang on a second. What do you mean? And so I had to like kind of tell him the story and obviously he was fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was it was crazy. So that's, mm-hmm. I guess, what, what propelled me to look into it further. Mm-hmm. And do you want to talk a little bit about these last – couple of months since this has happened about the other um shall we say symptomology that you've been experiencing which I think is really important for people to hear about yeah so so yeah I was thinking about this purely from a cancer risk perspective yeah and since you know since I've delved like I did a deep dive into all the research and I joined some Facebook groups and to get some anecdotal kind Mm -hmm. of evidence about this and by by God, there are so many women out there that are suffering from this kind of this kind of thing as well, and I think it, it's it's really really good to connect with these other women, um, mm-hmm. especially when the medical community doesn't even acknowledge it too much. In terms of what the this breast cancer, it's I guess I, I just want to kind of delve into that a little bit for a second. Yeah. What that is is it's not a breast it's not a breast cancer. It's actually mm-hmm. a cancer of the lymph. Um, lymphoma it's a cancer of the immune system and it's essentially like a man-made cancer because Mm. it is purely as a result of having textured implants in Mm -hmm. it's there's there's a few factors they don't know how it's actually they don't have any concrete um real evidence but they have some theories as to how it develops and i think there's kind of a few different factors one of them is the implants that you've got in um most cases, like I'm talking like 99% of cases are textured. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to have textured implants. Time is another factor. So having them, although there have been women diagnosed way before this, but they're saying mm-hmm. the average time seven years, having them in, it takes to develop. Mm-hmm. Another thing is obviously genetic susceptibility and an immune system. Mm-hmm. And what was the last thing? Oh, bacteria. They're, mm-hmm. they're looking at, and they're talking about gram-negative bacteria yeah, right. being involved and actually whether it's, you know, that they've been, the bacteria's been there since the implants have been put in or I don't know, but mm-hmm. the other. But I just thought, oh, my God, I've done stool tests. I know I'm filled with gram-negative bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm like the perfect like candidate for this. Yeah. And now I've realised with my specific implants, there's a one in 2,000 chance mm-hmm. that I could develop this cancer and mm-hmm. that's too high for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be a singer. So I guess that the initial symptoms were this um, swelling and my left breast was is definitely, I can tell now, it's bigger than my right. It's mm-hmm. not – it hasn't swelled to the point of what it, it might do mm-hmm. if it was a proper, like, diagnosis. But it's – and I'm not saying I have breast implant um, associated lymphoma, but – yeah, it's it's definitely bigger. There's definitely fluid around there, and there's um, pain mm-hmm. and inflammation, mm-hmm. and that was the big thing that kind of has developed over mm-hmm. the last few months for mm-hmm. me. Basically, since this, the middle of the year, I would say. Mm-hmm. The other symptoms then, as I started to think about it, um, were so ever since I got them in, and this is kind of like you, you cast your mind back and you're like, oh my gosh, you mm-hmm. actually start to put the pieces together. But ever since I got them in, I've had musculoskeletal issues on my left side, so I've had. Lots and lots of shoulder issues, neck issues, like trap muscular, like trap issues, headaches, all on the left side, and also like upper back issues. Mm-hmm. So that whole 
that entire side. My right side has always been absolutely fine. I've mm-hmm. been to so many physios, musculoskeletal therapists, chiros. Like, I've mm-hmm. done everything to try and figure it out. And I'm also a PT, so I know mm-hmm. a bit about the body as well and how it all works. And, I like, no one can ever mm-hmm. tell me what, mm-hmm. what was actually – I'm like, why – what is causing this? Yeah. Like I knew that some muscles were weak and I had some a lot of um, rotator cuff issues on my left side. And it seemed like every time I pushed myself physically and got into training and was doing a lot of upper body, it would just lock up and it would yeah. be so painful. And that still happens. And that's mm-hmm. like a, a pattern. Like it would stop me from getting fitter because mm-hmm. I would have to stop mm-hmm. and just like just do leg stuff. So that was a big one. And I think I, I feel in my gut that's hugely associated yeah. with this left breast implant yeah. I've, I've noticed for a long time that it's it's just not okay like that whole left side is just mm-hmm. it's just painful and just a bit mm. like you can feel it's like lumpy and like just yuck so yeah that's the big one but then now I think about it there's been other symptoms and since the middle of this year my immune system has taken a beating and that's putting it lightly it is very mild um, <laughs> You know, so I've been sick with an ongoing sinus infection. I think that's what it is. Um, you know, and it, who knows what else it is. But mm-hmm. um, since literally July this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the thing, the thing was that kind of set it off. Um, but I got, I got sick and, I've, and I got sick again this week. I've been sick so many times, like with this flare of sinus. That it even feels like viral as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. my immune system is obviously struggling. Mm-hmm. This is the sixth time mm-hmm. I've got it in it's since ridiculous. July. Ridiculous, and it doesn't make sense no. because M is healthy, she's fit, she does all of the right things, mm. um, and she has been throwing everything oh. and some at herself and. It, the pieces of the puzzle, if it if was nothing else going on, like they don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Because there has to be, there is some form, we were talking about it yesterday, there's got to be some form of block or reason that her immune system cannot deal with this, um, whether it's viral or bacterial. We, think, we know there's a bacterial element to it, yeah. but it is not able to deal with that. And there is, there is a block of some form mm. there and it, to us, it makes sense with everything that mm. you've just spoken mm. about. Yeah. That, of course, if your immune system is so heavily compromised, mm. um, and as you said, even if it isn't, it's not like it's developed to lymphoma, but it's still an extreme amount of inflammation, mm. an extreme amount of lymphatic inflammation and pressure, which is so important for your body just daily to mm. deal with any form of infection or mm. inflammation. So it just... Yeah. It just kind of all comes together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to my dismay, I, um, I'm i on now my fourth course mm-hmm. of antibiotics. Mm-hmm. I think that's important to mention yeah. because obviously us being, you know, gut health kind of yeah. specialists, we're like, no antibiotics, you know, <laughs> like don't take them if you don't need them. Yeah. By God, I, I dealt with them. this for six weeks without any antibiotics yeah. and I tried so hard to do all of the things, you know, yeah. all the natural antimicrobials. Mm-hmm. I did, I threw so many herbs at my body mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, yeah, that's, that'll be enough. Nah, it just yeah. wasn't. And so I ended up admitting defeat and going yeah. to the doctor and she's like, look, you've got a chronic sinus infection. You need antibiotics. Mm-hmm. As soon as I took them, I was, it immediately gave me a relief. So that yeah. told me that yes, there was a bacterial element, but every time I stop the antibiotics, it comes back within a day. Yeah. So that also doesn't make sense. And now I'm on a longer course of antibiotics. And I just mm-hmm. said to Jess, like literally two days ago, I just stopped my 10 day mm-hmm. course. I start to get sick again. Yeah. And I just thought, nah, 
just to get through to the end of the year, I have to be on them. Yeah. At least we know, I know exactly the things to do to rebuild my gut. Yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of gut, like we did so much gut work and my mm-hmm. gut is actually, has been mm-hmm. really, really good. Mm-hmm. So I know from an immune point of view, like everything in that respect is so good. Yeah. Um, and that's where straight away my mind thinks with any immune related thing, I think mm-hmm. gut, what's going on there, but I'm yeah. doing all of the things mm-hmm. and eating so well and yeah. Yeah, so it just doesn't make sense at mm-hmm. all. Um, so yeah, and I guess there is there was some frustration and embarrassment for me because being a nutritionist, mm-hmm. you know, people think that you're going to be healthy all the time, and if you like barely ever get sick. And to be yeah. honest, I I don't really, I didn't really get sick until yeah. this year. It's just hammered me. Something has yeah. changed. And I think that coincides with all the inflammation and the swelling of this left breast since that my immune system has been shot mm-hmm. and I've had to reschedule so many clients and take days off work sick mm-hmm. and to me that's just incredibly frustrating yeah. like to the point where I, I've had many meltdowns yeah. and tantrums because of it because it's just yeah it's been so so hard for me um to yeah to make sense of it because my mind's yeah. so analytical it's like why mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. is this happening and I kind of know well, obviously with the implants but it's just yeah it's just so hard so yeah, that's I guess the other couple of symptoms I just wanted to quickly mention mm-hmm. is I've got a little list because there are so many. Um, the other massive ones fatigue, mm. and I think looking at breast implant illness and and what this is, it's generally an, a a collection of symptoms that women are reporting on, and there is many lists if you just Google breast implant illness sim, illness symptoms. There are so many mm-hmm. lists out there on the internet, but. I think that um, the ones that I suffered from, fatigue is the biggest one by far. Mm-hmm. I've always had fatigue and mm. I really wonder how mm-hmm. my implants are going to affect that when they come yeah. out. A lot of women do say their fatigue really, really mm-hmm. um, it takes a, it takes a backseat after yeah. they get them out. Makes sense. Um, immune issues, slow recovery. So even from exercise, you know, like my muscles are still sore from an exercise session I did a week ago and they're just not recovering the way that they usually would and I'm just beaten Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just so (laughs) tired and brain fog is another one so brain fog and memory issues uh is another huge one and usually we associate that with you know gut Mm -hmm. and looking at what kind of load the gut has Mm -hmm. and how that's affecting the the whole system and yeah. the brain and the inflammation of the brain, all of that. Yeah. And that's a big one for me. Um, headaches, rashes is another <laughs> one. I'm actually going to – I was thinking about whether I want to post this or not, but I think I will post a photo of me mm. eventually mm-hmm. of the rash that yeah. I had. It'd because be pretty amazing it's, for people to see. Yeah, it's effed up. And every yeah. time I've had this illness, six times, so six times I've had this kind of sinus infection-y thing come up, this rash comes up every yeah. time and it's an immune response. Mm-hmm. It's – it's just you have to see it's it mental, too. Guys. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> mental. Um, so that and night sweats is mm-hmm. the other one that I've had, and that's mm-hmm. a real big deal. Like I guess especially mm-hmm. in the medical world, like that is a cat, a classic sign of like cancer um, or something a bit. Yeah. Up. Not saying yeah. that I have it again, but yeah. again, something is not right, and that yeah. has increased increased so much over the last six weeks, yeah. um, six months as well. I will wake up just dripping yeah. in sweat, and like my husband's <sighs> like. My husband's like, what the hell? And, he, and he, he jokes, he goes, oh, you're sleeping hard tonight. You're sweating. Like, <laughs> that's what he says to me. And he's like, oh. And, but now it's kind of like, oh, shit. Like, yep. this is actually something that's happening. So, yeah. Oh, this procedure can't come soon enough. Yep. Just the more and more and more and more you talk, I'm like, get them out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So you've you've talked a lot about the the symptoms. One of the other areas that you had mentioned um, in your notes was about the statistics. Yeah, I don't know if you want to mention a little bit about that. So, I, in my mind, there's two different areas. So I look at breast implant illness first. Mm-hmm. Um, breast implant illness, as I mentioned before, there's no real, you know. Um, solid clinical trials mm, that have been done mm-hmm. um, about breast implant illness. Although there are, I was actually delving into the research last night. Yeah. There are so many studies that have looked at symptoms like, you know, um, even things like autoimmune conditions like lupus and mm-hmm. also um, musculoskeletal issues and um, what the connective tissue disease, yeah. that's what they, they call it, and breast implants. And yeah. there is actually, if you delve into the research, there's actually a lot there yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. saying, but a lot of the studies are actually sponsored by breast um, implant manufacturers. So mm-hmm. they downplay the results or they, mm, they just report them. It's just effed. It's yeah. absolutely effed. There's barely any um, research out there that yeah. is not sponsored by either the breast implant um, manufacturers themselves and or plastic surgeons. Um, so it's crazy. But if you read between the lines and you actually read the studies, which I was doing last night, like I was up so late last night doing this, there are actually, there's actually research. Um, but the medical professional sitting opposite you will say there's no research, um, to do with breast implant illness and literally quoting the words that one of my medical practitioners quoted to me. Um, there is no solid research to show that breast implant illness affects the body in a systemic way Mm -hmm. that's what she said to me and I fully fought her back and took her down a few pegs I took her down (laughs) she she was dealing with the wrong gal she's sure um she yep she went as far as to say obviously I I said how can you ignore the anecdotal um evidence out there with all the women I just think you cannot ignore the Mm -hmm. person sitting in front of you and you cannot ignore all these women so yes there is research um, if you dig deep enough, but yeah, your standard medical practitioner will say, mm. no, there's no research. Um, that I believe hundred percent will change. There will be studies. It will. It's, it's, it's new, right? It's like new. it's, well, it's relatively new in the mm. spectrum of research. Research, research requires time. It's yeah. like smoking. I'm sure we've used that yeah. analogy. There was a point X amount of years ago yep. where people were like, it's fine. There's no yep. research to show yep. that it's going to hurt you um, or kill yep. you. Or what so about asbestos? You know, like, let's different. just wait to... A lot of people die yeah. and then yep. maybe we'll run some long trials yep. and get this like, you know, specific research and go, oh, hang on. No, yep. that's not safe. Like, it's just ludicrous. Like, mm. of course, studies are important, but like the experience like this, um, you know, it, it's not just like one person, like no. the collective experience of a condition whether it be something like the smoking through to what we're talking about today, like it, it can't be ignored and it, I'm, it drives me absolutely bonkers and it absolutely irritates the crap out of me when mm. I, yeah, I hear the experience that you had with, in quote marks, a professional yeah. that's that's supposed to be there to help you with and, yeah. and, and assist you with your help. Yeah. It's just yeah. as soon it's as infuriating. I, yeah, as soon as mm. I said to her, like I said, look, I'm going to get them out anyway, regardless yep. of what you think. Um, to me, it's just too much of a burden. And I said, look, I know that I've had some systemic, as soon as I mentioned the word systemic symptoms, she like was like, no, there's like nothing. That word. No. Everything nothing. happens independently yep. of each other. Each organ operates yes. independently. Yeah. The gut um, isn't connected to the brain. <laughs> 
and she was like, no, I need, I need solid clinical evidence, clinical trials, blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, they will come. And I said, but you know what? How can you ignore the hundreds of mm. thousands of women that are going through this? And I said to her, how can you ignore the person sitting in front, like the patient sitting in front of you saying yeah. that there's issues? Um, and then as soon as I said that, like she just lost it. And I think that she, she obviously doesn't get backlash like yeah. she got from me very much. And so, and then she went as far as to say, well, I actually disagree with the whole getting breast prostheses in because um, she wouldn't even use the word implant. Um, she said, I, I disagree with it anyway. I don't know why anyone does it. Um, and I don't even think yours look aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> That's my favourite line. And I'm like, thanks for the opinion, but you know what? That actually doesn't matter you know, right now. You know when you have an argument with someone and, like, they've just got nothing left and they just go to some mm-hmm. stupid personal insult? Like, yes. well, you are too. Well, well, <laughs> you are times a thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Well, that. your face. <laughs> At least I'm not ugly. Yeah, like, that's like, literally you know, what like she you... says. And she goes, take, and she goes, oh, I don't care, get them out. Appalling. And then proceed to just walk out of the room, leaving me in the consult room, um, yeah, and just, I was just, yeah, beyond shocked mm-hmm. and I wanted to cry so badly and I did cry after, but yeah. out of frustration. Oh, um, of and, and then I was like, nah, I, I was, yeah, I was just, and I thought, you know what, she's come across me and I know about this and I know about the body and I know that I have to stick up for myself, but mm-hmm. what about all the women who aren't like that? And when you're with a medical professional, it feels intimidating because yeah. they feel like a lot of them will talk down to you. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, you know, of course I'm not being against medical professionals. We all, you know, all health practitioners are extremely important, but there are some there that just have the worst bedside manner and mm-hmm. they treat you like a number and they treat you like you're a hypochondriac. Yeah. And, you know, but if you've got symptoms, no. Yeah. You've got symptoms. They need to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of statistics, there is one Facebook group. Um, it's called Breast Implant Illness and Healing by Nicole. And that's the lead. I guess that's the biggest Facebook group out there. And I would encourage you to join it if you need any help mm-hmm. or resources. But that has... Currently, I checked it this morning, 101,000 members yeah, wow. um, in the world at the moment. And that's been growing and growing and growing. Um, there's also um, a website that they've the people who run that Facebook group have um, made. And it's called healingbreastimplantillness.com. And that's another resource that you could go to to mm-hmm. check that out. So although the statistics are really, you can't really get a good handle right now mm-hmm. from that Facebook page, I know that there's like more than that, hundreds of thousands of women yeah. out there that are experiencing symptoms. Yeah. And by the way, it doesn't mean that we talked about the the um, textured implants versus the, the smooth implants. E- with breast implant illness, any implant can, can you know, give off these symptoms because mm-hmm. what it is at the end of the day, it's a foreign object being implanted into mm-hmm. the body. Mm-hmm. The body is going to have an immune response. Everyone's immune, immune response is going to be different depending mm-hmm. on so many things. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, they are not lifelong devices either. So mm-hmm. there's so many people on this, even on this, um, on this Facebook group saying, if not, like, it's it's a ticking time bomb, you know, yeah. like no matter what, yeah. there is going to be symptoms. Mm-hmm. You may not have them yet, but they will come. Yeah. For me, it's taken nine years for me to realise that, but that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's nine years. And, and you know what? I also don't regret them at all Mm. um i think that's just a wasted emotion i think Mm -hmm. that it can ease it can be really easy and i i I honestly have gone through all this i've gone through a lot of my own kind of like 
self-reflection about this and you know why I got them in and all the money I've like Mm. wasted Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. but then I think about it like no this is not something I regret those implants they've taught me something yeah and despite everything that's happened I do not regret it for one second this is my journey yeah and this is this is the way that it's meant to happen and you know if I can tell other you know bring awareness to this for other women then it's all worth it yeah you know absolutely um in terms of breast implant associated lymphoma there are statistics um but they are constantly changing Mm -hmm. so it depends on the type of implant that you've got um but there's different grades of implants so mine in terms of the texture there's grade one to four, mm-hmm. four being the most textured, minor grade four. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so mine are associated with the highest number of um, lymphoma cases. So mine is one in, at currently, mine is one in 2,000, grade mm-hmm. four textured implants, mm-hmm. one in 2,000. Grade three, I believe, is one in 3,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think grade two, it goes down to somewhere between one in like 60 to 80,000. So right. it, it really, really drops. So there is a, definitely a correlation mm. between the texture of the implant and the the yeah, the number of um, mm. cases that have been reported. Do you think that, I mean, off the top of my head when I've thought about it, I think about it because of the, the actual fact that it is a texture, like that it's more aggravating mm. to the tissue and the cells around it instead yep. of it being just something smooth. Absolutely. And it's more potentially also more obviously foreign yes. as well. And I don't know, I haven't even read anything about it, it sense, in that right? just the way I sort of think about yeah, it. It makes yeah, sense. There's yeah. something there that's causing yeah. this immune inflammation and an immune response, yeah. which is, is the development of the lymphocyte cells, yeah. so the T cells. Um, but mine are, yeah, mine are the most textured. Mine yeah. are Silimed polyurethane, mm-hmm. polyurethane implants for anyone um, playing at home. Um, <laughs> and they are, they actually have, they're beyond textured. They actually yeah. have what I've seen them and mm-hmm. they're like, like a sponge on the outside and you know nine years ago when I got them in it was they were like the newest thing and they were all the rage and they were going to stick to my adhere to my chest wall beautifully and never Mm -hmm. drop and and the risk of capsule contracture which is something that the immune system is also involved in was really low with mm-hmm. these because of the texture mm-hmm. and now it's like, ha jokes on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I remember just going with the advice of my plastic surgeon at the time. He said, these are the, beaut- the yeah. next best thing. They're awesome at the moment and yeah. this is what we're going to use and yeah. there's going to be so many women out there who have the same ones in. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm conscious of time yeah. today and this is such – it's a big, big issue. And like we said at the start, there's um, there's going to be a lot more we're going to bring to the table with yeah. this. We have um, hopefully someone else is going to be sharing their story, uh, I believe, post having their implants out. And um, Em will be sharing her um, journey slash story yeah. as things develop. Definitely on the podcast, definitely online. It's just going it'll, – it'll be a continual story, story and I'm – I'm freaking fascinated to see, mm. like I'm frothing at the mouth to see yeah. like the, the difference in your health. Mm. Um, I guess before we sort of finish up and I know, I know it's a, like a big topic in itself, but one of the other things that you sort of touched on mm. and you did mention that sort of resource, but was the, the body image side of mm. things. Um, and I guess 
it's so big but here in our culture whether you know particularly i think it's more of a western culture or mm. european culture with mm. implants like how i guess how you're sort of navigating that yourself mm. and i'm sure it's also a big area too for women who again you touched on it um maybe hearing this today and and just being like oh my god and but it's it's such a big thing to weigh up with that whole social, um, societal, aesthetic oh, pressure. Yeah, um, I mean that's a, it's a whole podcast on it. I know, on right? Time, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, how are you? You did touch on it, but yeah. like, how are you feeling around that? I am got working support, through. Yeah, yeah, I'm working through it. I feel a lot better than what I originally did, and uh, and I did touch on it before. Like I, when I originally heard about the breast implant illness thing, I did definitely think to myself, yeah, I tick a lot of those boxes, and I do have a lot of those symptoms. But I was, yeah. I guess, my ego was like too involved to yeah. be like, no, you know, you're not getting your breast implants out, no, yeah. you know, because you, st- you know, you still want to have boobs, and and for me as well, like <laughs> it's, I don't know. I guess this will come out, but. Those that knew me before breast implants knew how flat I was. Yeah. And to me, it's it's not – it is totally a psychological thing, right? Yeah. Like it's – this is – there are so many facets to this. And mm. it is – at the, the bottom line is it's how, how you are – how accepting you are of your yeah. own body. Yeah. And that has to be a mental, psychological, spiritual thing that you've yeah. got to heal. You've mm-hmm. got to heal that. And now I've come to terms with, you know – I will be flat chested, mm-hmm. like honest to God, mm-hmm. like before I got implants in and the reason, like one of the reasons why I got them in or the reason is because I literally couldn't even fit a triple A. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, I, I have no breast tissue. So I have no breast. Yeah. And you know, there are so many women out there that might be a B or something yeah. and they have some tissue and they get yeah. them just to be like a D. Yeah. For me, it was yeah. like my surgeon, when he put them in, he said, you are the top three hardest cases I've ever worked wow. with because you've got no breast tissue. Yeah, right. And you were extremely hard to close up because you yeah, just wow. had no tissue. Um, and he, he said to me from the get-go, like, you're never going to have cleavage. Like, yeah. you, the way your chest is structured, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just you're a really, like, I guess, abnormal case. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I knew that, like, from genetics and from my mother not having very big breasts like I, I never would and also yeah. I swam a lot so that yeah. obviously yeah, almost true. stunted the growth of my breasts as well yeah. but yeah so I was completely flat as a tack and I am totally I know that I'll be like that when these yeah. come out probably yeah. even like uglier because of the scars that are, will be involved but you know what like I am not defined by my boobs mm. and now I'm looking at motherhood and having mm. children of my own and I know that my breasts will change through mm-hmm. that process too and I hope I can breastfeed who yeah. knows if I will yeah. be able to with yeah. all of this kind of trauma that's happened to my breasts but um it's it is a very psychological thing and I think that you've got to deal with it in any way that you know how to, um, mm-hmm. whether that be seeking help from a psychologist. For me, I've done a lot of more like energetic work. So I've done a lot of like energy healing and a mm-hmm. lot of meditation on the topic and all of that woo-woo stuff. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's worked. You know, yeah. for me, it really, really has helped me come to terms and I've released a lot of emotion that I had around this. Yeah. And it's really like at the end of the day, the reason I got these in is because I had a self, um, a body issue, yeah. a body image issue. Yeah. That's what it is. Of At course. the end of the day, it's a yeah. body image yeah. issue and it's like nothing will help that and, you know, nothing will help it 
apart from you going down, doing the work in your mm. mind and letting it go. Mm. So that's the big thing that I'm focusing on and mm-hmm. I know that I'm so much more than my, my breasts and I think that the like culturally – I think slowly, slowly, slowly we're getting there. We're getting Mm. more accepting Mm. of, you know, um, health at every size and not having the same body type. You know, just because you're not a size 8 doesn't mean that you're not healthy and doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you're – if you're overweight doesn't mean that you're any less of a good person, right? It doesn't change who you are. Um, Same with this. You know, just because I've got these toxic bags out of me and I've (laughs) got the flat chest doesn't mean I'm I'm any different. In fact, I'm going to be more – I'm going to be – even a better person because yeah. of this this scenario. So yeah, it's it hasn't been easy by any means. I've had a lot of emotional kind of breakdowns about it. It's yeah. huge, and um, yeah, I think that. And I'm not saying that I'm out of the woods yet. I yeah. will still shed tears yeah. around this as well. And I think, like, even for me, my husband has never seen me flat chested. Mm. Like when mm. he like think about that. Like mm. he met me when I had my implants in yeah. already. So yeah. for me, it's like even these these thoughts pop up like, oh, my God, what if he's not attracted to me anymore because I have, you know, mm-hmm. no breasts. And that is crazy. Like, yeah. And I know that he loves me more yeah. than just that. And anyway, he's a bum guy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, just starting to get teary, teary and know. you just totally killed it with that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but, yeah, like, and I, I usually struggle to talk about that with Terry. But, yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. it's massive. Yeah. As I said, it's a, it's a podcast on its own. Um, but it's if you you need to be true to yourself and yeah. i think everyone has their own internal compass mm-hmm. and instinct mm-hmm. and we all need to listen to it more mm-hmm. and i think if your body is telling you because your body does tell you like mm-hmm. you need to and i'm such an advocate for listening to your body and being aware yeah. and for so long now I've almost, yeah, like these symptoms that have kind of cropped up over time, I'm just kind of like brushing them under the rug, like, oh, it's my gut or oh, it's this, it's, yeah. it's that. And, yeah, it probably was all those yeah. things, yeah. but this is the biggest thing I think that will yeah. make a massive difference. And I think um, I've now opened up, I've accepted it, I've surrendered mm-hmm. to, yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, I might not love the way that I look, but I will accept it. Yeah. And um, I'm not getting any more implants back in. Yeah. Um, people have asked me that, no way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't – yeah, so that's – be guided by your intuition, I think. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Wow. Yeah, look, I know – I know a lot of – personally, I know women – I know maybe it's my age too. I know women with their implants who tend to go more towards them after children mm. with obviously breastfeeding and boobs dropping and sagging. And, and just Yeah, but – and as someone that doesn't have kids, like it's easy for me to say, but I think everything you just said, there's so important and so valid. Like we have to think about the, what sort of choices we're making about our body based purely on aesthetics, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what society tells us is beautiful mm-hmm. and think about the risks that you've talked about today mm-hmm. that are associated, you know, Absolutely. and I just, oh, I just... It, it, it's it's still seen as such a just an aesthetic decision and it's you've really highlighted how it's so much more you know I can think of someone super close to me that I know is so adamant about getting them for the reason oh. I just talked about and it just it, it freaks me out so yeah I'm gonna be making sure she listens to this but I yeah I just want to finish with saying thank you so much for sharing okay. your journey to date and I think you're so swearing warning fucking courageous 
say oh, because yes. Chris is not here, so I'm going to yeah. drop the F bomb. <laughs> I really do, and yeah. yeah, I just I admire you so much, and I just think that this is going to be an amazing. Yeah, an amazing transformation mm. for you in every way. Mm. And, yeah, you have it's, all of our support. But it's going to be life-changing. Yeah, it is. And I think we didn't actually say it, but, yes, I am getting them out yes. in about three weeks. Um, so, yeah, it's that's happening. And I will be sharing on my social media um, because, yeah, I do have a small platform that I can yeah. I can bring awareness. I'm gonna I'm gonna be sharing everything and um, to bring awareness and insight into this experience and yeah. the ups and the downs because it's definitely not gonna be an easy path. And mm-hmm. I'm getting them out a week before Christmas, so happy Christmas to me. <laughs> That's right. That's my Christmas present. Um, but yeah, I think um, there's a lot of resources that I can. I think could we put them? Yes, in the I was show gonna notes? say that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of resources um, in that we can pop in, and I think the best thing you can do is join a Facebook group um, because there are so many groups out there. But I've got two that I've joined, or actually three that I've joined that I've oh, I've used so much. Mm. And every night before, like every night, I kind of go through them and I look at everyone's stories, and mm-hmm. like so many, like 99% of women feel so much better after mm-hmm. they get them out. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so many documents even about surgeons, who to go to, what kind of procedure to get, mm. um, because that's really important as well. You've got to have a, the whole capsule out and whatnot. So that's a whole other aspect of it. But, yeah, my biggest advice would be to join these groups um, and get, yeah, start reading, start doing the research because it's out there for yeah, sure. you just got to sure. dig a bit. Yeah, we'll put all of that in the show notes. And, yeah, for anyone with questions, obviously reach out to Em. She's going to be sharing, as she said, a lot of this on her socials. So, yeah, it's going to be amazing, really, really amazing. Yes. All right. Well, guys, um, as always, thank you so much for listening and um, enjoy the weekend ahead. We love you listening to these podcasts, so please subscribe and share the episodes, particularly this one. Share Mm. it with everyone, Mm. (laughs) Um, not just females. I think Mm. males as well um, because it's really, really important. Mm. Um, But other than that, um, we're going to sign off now Mm -hmm. and keep going with our day, Mm -hmm. and um, we'll chat to you again soon. Cool. Okay, bye Bye now. Bye, guys.